Welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. Holden is a community of education, programming, and worship located in the remote wilderness of the Cascade Mountains. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. Hi, my name is Thomas Rex Beverly. I am a field recordist, which means I record all sorts of sounds outdoors. A lot of times that means nature sounds. It can be wind or weather, specific wildlife. Then I also do sound effects recording that might be a bunch of wood sounds or metal sounds or glass sounds. And usually I'm recording lots of sounds for that are used in sometimes in music, a lot of times in movies and video games. And so Holden is a pretty fantastic place to do some outdoor winter recording and so I was able to get a bunch of weather and falling snow and wildlife and even a few avalanche recordings which was pretty fun. I was also teaching some classes. I was doing some sound walks and some listening sessions and also some presentations on my previous work and the recordings that I did while here. Pretty much all of my programming the sound walks and the listening sessions and my presentations on the recording is it's geared towards trying to get people to listen in a way that they may not do in their average life because it's actually really really rare to find places that have more than 15 minutes of natural silence so natural silence is just any natural sounds that don't have man-made noise pollution in them so anywhere in the continental united states especially you're gonna get a car or a truck or a plane or a train or a generator or any sort of sound, noise pollution kind of sound, every five or ten minutes. So being able to routinely record for over 30 minutes here without any kind of noise pollution is pretty wonderful. The way that I like to think about noise pollution is is this concept of one square inch of silence. In order to have one square inch of natural silence, the, the spot that you're, that you're standing in, you have to have a quite large amount of space around you. And so in order to have one square inch of silence, you need a thousand square miles around you. You're at the center and pretty much 15 miles in any direction is how far you can hear. Quite often people can hear much further than they think. And obviously the, the terrain changes things a little bit. If you're in a big mountain valley, the mountain changes the, it'll stop noise pollution in the way that if you were out on a prairie, the sound will carry further. But a lot of people don't realize that they can hear for 15 miles or so, but you've often heard things at that distance, most likely a, a really, really distant train horn. But it actually takes a lot of, a lot of space to be able to, um, have places that have no noise pollution and Holden's a pretty amazing spot for that. So the Northern Cascades have actually very relatively low airplane traffic flying over there. So that's another really good thing. If you're interested in finding out more about quiet places that you can go, there's an organization called Quiet Parks. I think their website is Quiet Parks International. They're kind of like the dark sky organization that does certification for light pollution, but um, you can look them up and you can find places where they're starting to certify actual parks and um, retreat type places that are known for places that you can actually find quiet. And so that would be a, a good thing to check out. What led you to choosing recording outside as a, as a profession? The trajectory was pretty much, I, I did my undergrad in music composition. I've written a lot of music that's mostly contemporary classical stuff. So it might be an orchestra piece or a choir piece or chamber music for a string quartet or that sort of thing. And so I did that. And then I've always had a big love of the outdoors and traveling and hiking and climbing and long distance bicycle riding. And so I had that and then I gradually, I did a grad program in music composition that was kind of a composition, audio engineering, 
recording kind of degree, music technology, all sorts of things. So I got a lot of experience recording in studios and also running live sound for concerts. And that's basically how I learned my my skills of audio recording. And then I gradually figured out that there was this other thing called field recording, which was just basically recording things outdoors. And so a lot of field recorders, they record guns and vehicles and airplanes and explosions and that kind of stuff. Cause a lot of that is needed for movies and video games. I like to specialize in mostly nature recording. So it's kind of this perfect uh, mix of my love of being outside and also the, the interest in the recording. And so now I get to travel to lots of amazing places and record lots of things and I also do quite a bit of um, composing as well, but mostly focused on the field recording these days. Some of the biggest technical challenges, hurdles, recording outside? Generally, it's just moisture. It's either it's going to be a rain or snow, and so there's various various tricks with that. This was my first big winter recording trip, and so it's difficult to keep microphones dry and keep batteries warm because if it gets the batteries get too cold, they they stop functioning. Like like your phone will die if you're out on a ski slope and you pull it out of your pocket for too long, it'll die. The same thing happens with my batteries, my recorder, and so there's there's challenges with the cold. There's also challenges with the snow and the rain, and that generally will look like. I figured out a way to basically make a, a, a mounting system for the microphones that has a waterproofing kind of cover on that, and that works pretty well with rain and snow. And so I have a version of a microphone setup that I can leave out in the woods and record for 12 to 16 hours because it has a, a waterproof kind of coating that lets the air through but has a water-repellent molecule on it. And so the snow will just kind of pile up on top of the microphone but not go through, and then the rain kind of beads up and rolls off. And so, yeah, it's a challenge with that. It's a challenge to haul all the gear around in the, in the, in the woods and find interesting spots and make sure that you're, you're being safe in areas, um, with the snow and avalanche danger and, and, um, being safe in areas where there's dead trees that might be dangerous in various ways. And what was the recorder you're using for your big rig? It was going into a multi XLR cable into something. Yeah. So the basic setup is a, it's a, if you're really into the gear, it's a, it, I use Sennheiser microphones that are in a double mid side setup. So it's three microphones. Um, it's a cardioid, uh, figure eight mic and another cardioid. So you have a front, a side mic and then a rear mic. So you have surround sound with three mics and then that's running out of a microphone blimp with a seven pin XLR cable, which just means you can get three channels of audio through one cable that's running into a dry bag that is next to the tripod in the snow. The dry bag has the recorder in it and I run a little sound devices mix pre six recorder and that runs in there and it has the recorder and the battery and then that's in the dry bag. And then I usually dig a hole and bury the whole dry bag in the snow because the snow helps for insulation and actually keeps the the bag warmer if you bury it in the snow and then that's also good because if there's rain or snow then you're not hearing the sound of the raindrops or the snow falling on the dry bag because that'll have a kind of plasticky sound which is different than the normal environment so yeah that's basically the setup in your sessions you talk about turkeys trying to take off as sounding like helicopters and said was sort of your claim to fame was the bowed cactus uh talk about that a little bit and maybe what it was used for i record lots of 
random interesting sound events and sometimes that might be a bunch of hummingbirds recorded really close sometimes it might be me squeaking a whole bunch of giant metal gates in a at a cattle ranch and making these really eerie screechy metal drones sometimes <laughs> this idea so if you get a cactus that has one to two inch spines on it then you take a violin bow and you actually bow the needle of it and you mic it from really close it makes these insane screechy uh gritty kind of textures you can perform it in such a way that it sounds like a creature vocalization in some ways a really gritty intense sound of bowing this cactus needle and you combine that with a like a recording of a lion roar and that's how you would make a like a dragon sound so those are <laughs> those those sound like a a a weird thing but they they sound pretty pretty neat when you hear them so sometimes i'm finding really interesting sounds in a in a really weird sound source it's like who would think to bow a cactus needle but it actually makes these insanely interesting gritty textures that um sound designers can use in combination with um other sounds to design a creature that doesn't exist like if you're making sounds for lord of the rings like orcs don't exist so you have to design the sound of that creature using uh, lots of other different elements and so that's part of what i do is give them raw materials to work with it's been wonderful two weeks here made a ton of recordings probably 150 hours or so of, of material and was able to get some wonderful recordings of winter around holden village and it's been just very thankful for the time to be able to spend here as a visiting artist Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information.
or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.